The Essence of Tea, Episode 13. Welcome. You are listening to The Essence of Tea Podcast, where we share about the world of tea with you. From tea tastings to tea history and culture to tea education, health, and wellness, The Essence of Tea is your tea companion through your personal transformation and growth. I'm your host, Jenny Jie. Now let's get started. Welcome to the Essence of Tea podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Jie, the owner and founder of Sipping Streams Tea Company, and you know that we love all things tea. But today we have a special guest with us today, Julia Hickman, who is a lifestyle and fitness coach, all uh, here today to talk to us about self-care and self-love during this time of year, especially with all the changes that are going on and happening locally and around the world. There are many things happening around the world because of this very interesting year of 2020, or there are lots of things going on because of the change of the seasons and the holidays, and we're all adapting to a lot of changes today. So hello, welcome, Julia. Hi, Jenny. Thank you so much for having me on today. I'm so happy to be here to talk with you. Yes. So so tell us about um, self-love and self-care and, and how that applies to, to educating us in improving our health and wellness and nutrition. Yeah. So like you mentioned, this time of year can get hectic, um, especially with so much uncertainty. Um, You know, the the holiday season is usually a time when we get together with our loved ones, with our family members, or we travel, we do fun things with our families. But due to what's going on, we're probably going to be, you know, sort of forced to stay local, stay, you know, just at home. And that could be, that could add on to the already stressful you know, things that happen during the seasons where we're, we're stressing about what gifts to buy or stressing about what to cook. We're stressing about, you know, sometimes work is busier during that time or sometimes work is slower. So we're, so we're worried about that. It's just so different for everybody. And, um, one of the main things that people are concerned about is like the, the additional unwanted pounds that might come on from, from the holiday cooking that we do this time of year. Um, and I just wanted everybody to kind of take a step back and to, to think about like this year has been like no other, right? It's, it's, it's one for the books. Um, everybody has had to deal with stress and anxiety one way or the other. And I think it's important for us to just kind of like take a deep breath, give ourselves grace and try not to let the stress get the best up, get the best of us. Um, So I always say, start with self-love, start with, with why, whatever, whatever it is that you're working on, whatever it is that you are, you know, wanting to improve in your life, whether it's, you know, losing weight or I don't know, taking on a new project Start with that mentality of self-love. Be patient and be be gentle with yourself. Um, so instead of saying to yourself, like, oh, here we go again, 2020 is ending, and I didn't lose those 20 pounds that I wanted to lose this year. Instead, be like, you know what? This year was really stressful. This was a difficult year, and I did the best that I could. I didn't lose those 20 pounds, but I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up on that goal. I'm going to keep pursuing it. I'm going to keep doing what I can. 
So having that mentality instead of like beating ourselves up is much better because when we are just harsh on ourselves day in and day out, what happens is we we chase we chase the shiny objects or we chase like the the uh, the cleanses and the detoxes and the fad diets that may or may not give us results quickly, um, but only temporarily. And then we're right back where we started. And then we go back to that beating ourselves up like, oh, I can't believe I couldn't keep that up again. Like, I can't believe I, I gave up on that diet again. So that's why it's so important to have this self-loving mentality. And like I said, it's not just beneficial in, in our health and in, you know, trying to, trying to be fitter, trying to be, um, you know, healthier, but any, any goal really, um, it could be like in, in business, it could be at work. Um, being kind yeah, it's, of it's kind of a psychological cycle. That's yeah. very unhealthy for us. When we don't look at the bigger picture of taking care of ourselves from the inside out. So it has a lot to do with like our souls, like with our minds, with our spirits, in a way, like to focus on that instead of saying, I'm going to do this. And then, oh, I failed. Oh, I'll try to do this. Oh, and then I failed. And then all of those failures add up for this negative mindset if we're not already taking care of ourselves from the inside to begin with, right? Yeah. I mean, I can only say this because this is what the majority of my life I've lived through. I went to a lot of counseling and and learning like what that means because there's different people with different personalities. Like for me, I am, maybe it's for you too. Maybe it has to do with entrepreneurs, but like I, for me, don't focus so much on how I feel about anything. I'm very task oriented and goal oriented because I can just like some people have like an eating disorder because it can control the task of they're they're going to eat or not to eat. And they separate that feeling of inside of themselves. And so they can easily get in a very unhealthy cycle because they stop feeling what's inside and stop listening to that part of themselves. So I think that's very interesting about what you're saying about you know, starting in from the inside, that self-care, the way that you think about it. Yeah. And I think that there can be some confusion, you know, um, like somebody asked me once, like, well, if I, um, if I focus too much on self-love, then that's not going to give me motivation to want to get healthier. And I said, no, that's, let, let me reframe that for you. I said, because what can happen is, yes, you can be self-loving. Um, let's just say, let's use the example of somebody who wants to lose 20 pounds again. So let's just say that there's somebody, there's a woman um, who, you know, let's call her Sue. So Sue wants to lose 20 pounds um, and she's trying to be more self-loving. She's trying not to beat herself up about, you know, here we are again at the end of another year and she still hasn't lost the weight. But she's like, okay, well, if I'm going to be self-loving, then should that mean that I should just give up and just say, okay, this is, I'm just going to have these extra pounds for the rest of my life because now I'm, I'm loving myself more. And I think that can be a little confusing, but here's the thing. 
you you can be self-loving and 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 patient with yourself while trying to also improve yourself those things are not um they don't have to be like um clashing right like they don't have to um it doesn't have to be one or the other so that's something to think about too like yes you can be you can improve your mindset while still wanting to improve it doesn't mean that you are um that you are all of a sudden changing you know everything about you it just means that you're going to improve your mindset and then that's going to help you improve everything else in your life while being patient with yourself and not beating yourself up. Well, what would you say to somebody who might be in a very, very desperate situation, you know, cause you deal with wellness, nutrition, lifestyle, like they are in a place where they're very, very unhealthy and they just can't even get themselves out of that situation. What would you say to somebody who, you know, was either had some sort of like an injury a weight, weight issue, or, um, you know, some sort of a bad addiction or some sort of cycle, like how they have been so far at the bottom, like, you know, how can they even, you know, self-love, I feel like self-love is even reaching out to people around you, like at that point, because you're needing, you're needing a community to like pick you up like to, to really help you. And with this isolation of COVID and everyone, you know, staying six feet apart, you know, some people deal with love with touch, you know, like hugs, you know, so like, what do you say to people during this time who are, you know, self-isolated at home or taking care of people and can't even have that in-person you know, thing that they, you know what I mean? For the community part, they can't get out. There's no festivals, you know, children too, children who are dealing with this type of, you know, almost depression that is homeschooling. Like, what would you say, um, you know, recommendations for that? Yeah, it's been difficult for everybody. Right. Um, and, you know, just personally for myself, I have a, a son who's almost five and, you know, he'll be like, why can't I hug my grandmother? Right. Like, why can't I kiss my aunt on the cheek? Um, so it still doesn't like, he still doesn't really understand the, the, um, you know, how serious this, this virus is. Um, it's like, Oh, you know, like, we've been doing this for many months now, mommy, like we've been doing this since the spring, really, like, we still have can't, give people hugs. So it's, it's very difficult for, for children. And, you know, I, I'm still working on how to, <laughs> on how to like talk to him about it. Um, but I, I, as far as your, your first question on, you know, what, what I would say to somebody who's really struggling and doesn't have that like in-person community, because in-person community is really important, but also we have to understand that the online, the virtual community could be a wonderful thing too. They're a little different, but I think in these times, it's it's very important to find that virtual community that that um, that embraces you, that um, allows you to be yourself, um, where you feel where you feel empowered, where you feel um, motivated, and and stick to it. You know, find a community where you feel like you belong, and and stick to that. 
And, you know, also the thing is many, many people, for many people, it's hard for them to reach out and accept help, either to, to reach out and ask for help, or if somebody has ex- extended their hand, it's, it's hard to say, okay, I'll, I'll take your help. But I feel like these are times when we really need to try to let go of that, try to let go of the fear um, and understand that we can't do it all alone. Um, so whether, whether it's, you know, talking to a friend, talking to a spouse, talking to a community, uh, it's really, really important to be okay with, with getting help, be okay with talking about our feelings. Um, because if we just let the the stress and the anxiety accumulate, you know, we're going to be in a worse place than wherever it is that we are. Yeah, I feel like it it might feel embarrassing to put out into public or like if you had it on Facebook or Instagram, like we've even have members in here. One of them, she um, was doing an Instagram video. And she's like, I'm just letting you know, I'm so sorry. I was not able to do my daily. So she has a tea blog and every day she, um, she vlogs about tea and does a video blog. And, and she said, I just, I couldn't do today's video. I'm sorry. Like, you know, I don't like to talk about this. I wanted to be all positive, but I just had an, a, you know, a mental health issue day. And I needed to just be able to be, to be able to feel all of those things. And, and sorry that I'm even talking about it right now. And I kept thinking, I kept like writing to her while I was watching her live video. I'm like, no, it is okay. Thank you for sharing that. We know that you're a person that you struggle. We want to know what you feel and what you think. Now, I feel like I used to be a high school teacher and bullying is a big thing. Mm. And, and I feel like there is, you know, still online bullying that is out there, but we have to realize we have our friends and family, like our circle, whether it's virtual or if it's local who love and care about us, no matter what the lies we want to think are from our own self negativity. And really that comes out of the lack of self care, but Um, but then, you know, like we can just ignore those people because we have to listen and elevate the people who are like, no, tell me, like, I don't want anything to happen to you. Like, let me know how I can pray for you. Let me know how I can, you know, send you positive vibes. Let me know how I can help in any way. Do you need me to check on you every day virtually and write you a little note and say, Hey, how are you doing today? You know? Did, did you do your, you know, calming meditation that you say you need every day? You know, l- allowing ourselves to be vulnerable and accountable right. to, to the yeah. people who love us, even if they're not with us in person, you know, so like just showing different forms of love as much as we can until one of them sticks, you know, it's like, it's a positive thing to keep loving on people. Um, but then at the same time, I know for myself, it was really hard. Like when I was in college, really, really hard for me to accept love from other people. I, it didn't matter how much people would hug me or tell me compliments or encourage me or, you know, what, whatever it was, I just, there was this wall for myself yeah. that I could not go hit, you know, break through. And, 
And when I went to all that counseling in college, that's what it turned out to be. My counselor was like, why don't you think, why don't you believe in yourself? Why are you, why are you like, do you realize that it took a lot of energy for those people to say those things to you? And you're essentially rejecting their love. And I was like, what? Because I'm, mm. I'm such a giver. I'm such a doer. But then I didn't realize for me not to receive love from my friends, I was rejecting what they were offering to me. And I was like, oh my gosh, that must be so hurtful. You know, it, it, I mean, that was eye-opening. I don't know how many people don't realize that, but I, I was blown away and really humbled at that point that I'm like, I need to allow them to say those things to me because they are taking that energy, you know, part of themselves to give to me. And I just said, nope, I don't believe you. You're lying. Like that just is that rejection is yeah. so it goes two ways. That's why it's a relationship that we have with other people, our community, our friends and family and ourselves. And when I realized how hurtful it was, possibly, you know, like my friends weren't mad at me or anything like that. They kept because they were genuinely cared about me. But when I realized that, it just let this wall be broken down and so much healing. I mean, I was a mess. I was an emotional mess because I just let this, let the flood. I mean, I didn't realize I built a dam to stop love from coming in or self-love. I don't even know. And it just kept flooding in and I do not deal with emotions very well. I'm not a very emotional person. And I was just a mess for a while because I didn't even know what to think about it because I had rejected self love and the love my friends were giving me for so long sometimes yeah. for years for years and I was like oh wow like I am already feeling it right now while I'm telling you it like how I yeah. felt I still remember what it feels like so yeah I can relate to that because um growing up I always I rejected I don't know if I would say rejected, but I was very apprehensive of like female friendships. So for some reason, I just, um, and this was even like in, in high school and in college, I could make friends with, with guys very easily. Like I felt like I could connect with, with males and friendships better than with females. I don't know. I just had this like, this blockage, this, um, it's almost like I felt like they were going to be judgy or they were going to be gossipy. It was like, just like, I just expected the mean girls to come out at me for, for some reason. So it's, it's something that I'm still working on now too. I feel like sometimes I tend to push friendships away and, um, but yeah, like you said, it's, we have to just realize like people are there for us for a reason. Like the people that we have in our lives, they're, they're there for a reason. And whenever they are offering help, like people love to help. It makes people feel good to help. So um, we have to remember to, to, um, to accept the help when we need it. So it's very important. Yeah. And I just, I mean, I'm, for me, I'm very visual. And when I was a teacher, but I had, I was K through 12. That's what I'm certified. And so I would teach like kindergarten kids and kindergarten kids have like no filter. It's like, they're completely naive and they'll just do whatever 
they feel like at the moment. And if they love you, they're just going to hug you. And they're like, I like your hair. I like this thing. And I'm like, you don't even know what that is. Why are you saying you like it? You know? But then I think of like that innocence, who knows? Like let them practice loving other people. And that same thing when we're grownups, who are we to say the same thing? Like, let them say that thing. Maybe that's what they really think of. Why are we judging them for what they're saying? And, and so that's kind of like what I think about is like when adults tell me things or check up on me, oh, that's what I really love. My, my girlfriends who do the mental health checkup on the phone, like, Jenny, where are you? And I'm like, uh, I'm at home working. And they're like, okay, I'm driving around. I'm thinking about you right now. How are you doing? Like, just on the phone, not even on social media, because a lot of people don't use social media. Mm-hmm. There, there's a like I have this big divide of my customers who like half of them don't use social media, but they'll listen to the radio, they'll listen to podcasts, and and they'll pick up the phone and literally just call each other. Um, and so you, we just need that support. And even if it's just like, hey, how's it going? I'm busy, but I'm remembering you, and just yeah. having that special feeling that. Um, because right now, I like I feel like with all of COVID that's been happening, mental health is so important. We've just completely shifted the way that we see things. There's a lot of people who are being abused in their home situations that we don't even know about. Why are right. we not like just calling them, seeing how they're doing? How can we support them? Like, yeah. you know, maybe they're not willing to say what's going on right now, but we need to allow them to give them enough chances to finally speak up, you know, like, yes, it's up to them. And if they're in a bad relationship or something like that, or, you know, you know, substance abuse or something, but if we don't even reach out, like it goes two ways. We're not, you know, we've been there ourselves. So why wouldn't we do the same thing? Exactly. Yeah. We got to hold space for for the people that we care about for sure. So, so another thing that you're interested, um, like with your lifestyle and, and fitness coach thing was about releasing the all or nothing mentality. Yeah. You know, when it comes to food and exercise. So let's explain to our listeners, you know, especially with the holidays and food and lack of exercise, because we're sitting at home on our computer. I, I went to the chiropractor eight times this year. I've never been to the chiropractor in my life. And because I sit so much and and my background is sports medicine. Like I have never gone to the chiropractor. I used to be an athlete. I just could not believe how much my lifestyle changed so much that I couldn't even roll out of bed, you know? So with all of this, um, you know, this craziness that's happening this year, people's lifestyles have completely changed. So what can you, you know, help us with in that, in in the food, the exercise, that mentality, that shift? Yeah. So this is kind of like the time of year where people are, are like, wow, okay. Either they're feeling good, either they've they've taken the the quarantine to make time for themselves. Maybe they found themselves with a little extra time with, you know, no commute. And if they have no no little kids, especially, they they've, you know, they've had this additional time, they've been able to like get healthy. Good for them, right? But then there's also the people with young kids like myself who all of a sudden now have to do everything that they've been doing before. Plus they have to you know, do online schooling and everything else. And 
it's like getting used to this new this new way of living. So like you mentioned, the being at our desks a lot is um it's it's like you said, it's it's a main reason for things starting to act up in our bodies. So I always remind my clients and not even just my clients, but everybody, everybody who um who is a part of my community, but make sure that you set an alarm to get up every hour, every hour, just get up. Even if it's like minutes, go grab a sip of water, go, you know, just roll your shoulders because we tend to do this when we're typing at our computers, you know? Oh yeah. That posture. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Right. So make sure you do some shoulder rolls, do some arms, like arm pull down yeah, stretches. Yes. Those remind so me of my PE days. <laughs> but do some twists. So remember to move your bottom shoulder rolls. Nice, um, nice. So stretches. To move your, your body because we're from sitting, we're in this position for hours and hours. Um, our bodies get stiff. Our bodies get, you know, tight. So that's really, really important um, because what happens is if our bodies are tight, if our bodies are sore, if we're injured, then we can exercise. So that makes yeah. things worse. <laughs> so, yeah. So don't forget to just move your body, get up from your desk. If you have to set an alarm, set an alarm and yeah, just even get up, like leave your water in a, in, um, in another room so that you have to get up and grab it. Um, but yeah, make it like a part of make it a part of your schedule, make it a part of like a habit that you, that you work towards. And then as far as trying to sneak in activity, because this could be a really hectic time of year, like we said, um, go for consistency over saying to yourself, like, oh, I really have to do like a 45 minute workout. No, just start with like five minutes here, five minutes there, do 10 minutes. Um, A little bit can go a long way. And you can do simple things like for example, um, I'll give you guys like a quick recipe for a, an easy workout you could do. So pick one cardio movement. So let's just say mountain climbers, right? So we'll take mountain climbers and then pick two movements that are like strength-based. So let's say push-ups and squats. The mountain so, climbers, in case some people don't know what a mountain climber is, <laughs> like you're either climber. on the, yeah, you're either on the floor or you can be against a wall. Um, yeah. You can't see me do it, but you're kind of like going like this, like one leg up. And then the other leg. So you're in like a top, like um, in a push up position, right? Mm-hmm. So, like Jenny said, you could be elevated. So, if you're newer to exercise, I would always yeah. recommend that you're elevated. You could even use like the back of a couch. Um, and then your body's in a, you know, you're in a, in a straight line. And then you drive your knees up towards your towards your belly okay so you can go yeah as, well, so as fast as you can like this and then yeah. switching but like <laughs> like on the floor against your refrigerator or your wall so yeah it's a little hard to see but arms would be directly underneath your shoulders and then you're in a nice straight line from your uh from shoulders to hips to ankles and then you drive your knees up alternating them or you can just do to make to give you guys even a simpler movement jumping jacks, right? We all know jumping jacks. Um, they never go out of style. So do 10 to 20 jumping jacks 
then do, you know, five to 10 push-ups, and it goes elevated, or you can drop down to your knees, then do your jumping jacks or mountain climbers again, and then do some squats. And the squats, you could do them using a chair or like a couch to make sure that you're, you're going back far enough and then you're standing back up again. So something very simple that you could, you know, just set a timer for five to 10 minutes and just do as many rounds as you can. And it's better than nothing. And if you keep doing it, you are going to, you are going to get a result from it. So instead of trying to think like, okay, if I can't do a 45 minute workout, then I'm just not going to do anything at all. Say to yourself, you know what, I still can do something. And that something is going to help me feel better. If I keep doing it, maybe it'll even make me look better. So <laughs> get rid of like the all or nothing. If I can't do it all, then I'm just not going to do it. Like do a little bit, do what you can and just try to spend. Yeah, especially with people who have injuries. So like during this time, like a lot of people can't get out who have like knee issues or they're about to have like they're going to need surgery, they're on a cane, they're homebound, but not even going to the grocery store to go grocery shopping has yeah. made it even harder for them because there's even less movement. And so I tell people all the time, you know, like if you have to do it from your seat and just move your limbs yeah. with no weight. And, and like I said, my background's in sports medicine. So rehab is like, that's what you need to do. You do jumping jacks and sit in your chair and move your arms and legs yeah, like you're yeah. doing a jumping jack. <laughs> so, but that's, you know, for people who are in extreme conditions who are so discouraged because they're, they got a long ways to go because there's some injuries going on, just like the encouragement of people who are in a really bad mental state or a physical state at home, you know, like trying to get out of that. How can we? encourage a little bit. This is all so, so good. Good stuff. <laughs> yes, definitely. So those are some awesome things about helping with exercise. What do you think about food? Yeah. So with food, um, the thing, the thing is, I feel like the American culture tends to be very, um, you know, we love like and I'm actually not, I was not born in America. I was born in, in South America and Paraguay. Um, but like we didn't grow up with baking all the cookies and doing all like the, the sweets and the treats around Christmas time. And I feel like in America, um, that's the norm. So we're like, we're, you know, now that I'm, that I've been here for many, many, many years and, you know, I'm seeing my family members and my son now, like they want the cookies and they want all the treats. Um, how can we still enjoy those things, but just not make them this daily habit? So it's just something to keep in mind. Like, okay, it's totally fine. Like eating, eating the holiday treats is can totally be a part of a healthy lifestyle as long as it's not like your everyday thing. And as long as you're not, you know, like Jenny, you mentioned before, like sometimes we reach for the food because we're trying not to feel some of the feelings that we have. So as long as that's not happening, and if that's happening, what you want to think to yourself is, why do I really, like, why am I eating all these cookies? What happened, like, what happened today? Am I having a stressful day? Am I bored? Or maybe I'm really hungry. Maybe I didn't eat enough, and that's why I'm craving all these cookies. Or 
did I have a difficult conversation? Like mm-hmm. did my boss make me upset or did my, my husband or you know partner make me upset? And is that why I'm reaching for those cookies? So being mindful of the, the emotions around eating is important, but yeah, you can totally still enjoy, um, you know, what the holiday season brings and, um, try to plan ahead. That's always a, a, a big tip that I give everybody is plan ahead. Just like you plan, you know, your work or your business or, you know, most things plan ahead. So take one day a week where you, you think, okay, what are the meals that I'm going to plan that I'm going to make this week? And that will allow you to make better choices. You can see what you have in your pantry and you can use things you already have. And, um, you can say, okay, you know what, maybe this day I will do some baking. Um, and you know, I'll, I'll, we'll keep some at the house and then we'll drop some off at, you know, so-and-so's house. That way you don't have this big abundance of cookies. <laughs> I gotta eat all of them, you know. Gotta share those cookies. You can't eat four dozen cookies by yourself. Yeah. Like, when I was a kid, I was very bored. We didn't have cable or anything like that. And my parents were always gone because they were cooks. But one thing my family didn't really do, well, my father did, but he's too busy being a head chef, um, was baking. So my mom bought me this baking book and every day I would bake like three recipes and our family doesn't eat cookies or cakes and my mom's like why did you bake all this stuff I'm like because you bought me a baking book so I thought what else am I gonna do with my time and I said don't worry I gave it to all the neighbors I would stand in the middle of the road like in the neighborhood street and I'd be like who wants cupcakes who wants cookies like I would just like shout into the road and see if any of the kids would come out and like eat these cookies and everything but I mean I don't know maybe that has to do with like now why I love sharing tea and baking things at work and stuff but because I knew I was not going to eat them all myself like I would eat some of them but after a while I'd be like oh I'm full or I have a tummy ache um but yeah just like having for me like I have a memory like almost like an endorphin boost when I share my food actually, because of the history of my childhood of how it made me feel good to share everything. Now I don't, I don't think so much about the negativity of my mom getting upset at me that I baked all this stuff. And now this was going to be wasted. I don't have that kind of baggage or anything, but if we can somehow make eating. So a lot of people think of treats and you might've heard this before, like the treats during the holidays and it makes us happy. And so that's why we eat so many cookies and like have these family parties, which that's going to be different this year. And we associate those candies and those treats with good feelings. So now we have to like change our mentality to not, I mean, because after a while, they're not going to make us feel good anymore. with the problems that are happening with weight gain or stomach upset or digestive issues. You know, some people are not meant to eat those things all the time, but like trying to make it positive with home cooking of healthy foods. Maybe it, it would feel fun to like look up a meal plan for the week and watch all these like foodie videos and go, Oh my gosh, that like, you know, um, spinach pasta looks so good with those fresh carrots and, you know, like positive, healthy things to change our mentality to want to eat healthy 
living instead of cookies all the time. Exactly. Yeah, totally. And one good thing about baking or like, yeah, baking or cooking things yourself is that you have control over the ingredients, right? So you can choose to have, you can choose to make things um, with some healthier ingredients rather than like the not so healthy ingredients. Yeah, I just, I just did a podcast on the, um, on our orange spice gingerbread cake, but every time I teach a recipe, (laughs) I always modify it. So I use tea instead of hot water, and then I substitute all the spices with the spicy teas that we have. And then I didn't even use white sugar because I don't even have any white sugar at home. So I put honey in it instead. And then I always put less honey or less sugar anyways. And like, you know, you can substitute sometimes butter with applesauce instead. You do have to realize that apples have calories though. So, you know, and then I, instead of putting white all-purpose flour, I actually don't own any at home. So I just use whole wheat flour, you know, like just more fiber if I can, um, so everything is, you know, just use what you got at home if you can. <laughs> so, and yeah, that's the nice thing is you can modify everything. But taking those baby steps is really important. And just slow changes, like you said, like, do you mind? Like, I didn't even think about just rolling my shoulders. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I should totally do that. I'll set a smart speaker timer every hour to like you know, have an alarm to tell me that or something. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. So Julia, how can people find out more about you and what you do? Sure. Yeah. So the best place to connect with me is in my free Facebook community. It's called the Fit Friends Tribe. And um, I do every couple months, I do a five day fitness. It's called the Fitness Fast Track, a workshop where you get daily workouts and then some other free trainings. Uh, and then everyone, uh, every week I do a, a quick live training inside the, the group as well. So good and then um, I'll have those, um, that link in the show notes also for everyone to be able to click on. Awesome. So um, when is your next, when's your next event? Oh, my next event should, I should be having one before the end of the year. Um, but I also am launching, I'm launching a podcast. So the, the podcast is called the Fit Fems Movement. So around this time, it should be live. So if you guys want to check it out, um, I would love to have Jenny on there too soon. And um, yeah, that's another place to connect as well. Awesome. And that'll be like the end of November, right? Yeah. So we'll have to look at that, like everywhere podcasts are. Yes, correct. Yep. Awesome. Okay. And then, um, yeah, well, thank you so much for coming on to the Essence of Tea podcast. And, um, and I can't wait for people to connect with you and to listen to your podcast coming out very shortly. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone. By the way, we have an absolutely amazing opportunity for you. It is called the Essential Immune Boosting Tea Workshop, and it is absolutely free starting December 28th and 29th. We have only offered this workshop one other time for free, and you can sign up at www.sippingstreams.com. It's all about staying healthy and developing your self-care and wellness through tea. So make sure you tell your friends and family to join today.